Amen. Hallelujah. Which you sowed in tears, you will reap in laughter. The last season that you were in, huh? Perfect, Abigail. Thank you. Everybody give Abigail a hand. Thank you. For some people, it was a difficult season. It was fast and it was furious for some people. Some, some people came to grips with an identity called a past life self-image problem. Some people got faced with what they are without Christ. And, and the enemy tried giving you that identity. You don't receive your identity in the midst of the valley. You don't take your identity from the pit you're in. You don't take your identity from the hereditary curse. You don't take your identity from your failure or from your frailty of your flesh. You don't take your identity from other the, any of those things. You take your identity in the cross of Christ and what Jesus purchased for you. Your identity is in the goodness of the Lord. Your identity is in the promises of God that are yes and amen to them that would believe. Can you say, I have a believer's? Anointing. Can you turn me up just a bit more? I have a believer's anointing. I have a believer's anointing. I am anointed to believe. I'm not anointed to doubt. I'm not, I'm not anointed to speculate. I'm not anointed to agree with CNN or Fox News. I'm not anointed to doubt. I'm anointed to believe. We're called believers. And I release a fresh anointing to hope again, to dream again, and to believe again. Romans 5, 5 says, hope no longer disappoints us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. The Holy Spirit has been, has been given to us as a guarantee, a down payment. Say, I have become one with the Spirit of the living God. Because of the blood. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, that purchase. I, I am barely, Adam, I am barely tapping into the revelation and the awesomeness and the resourcefulness and, and, and the, and, and of the cross, of the blood that was shed, the purchase that was made for us. We're, we're barely tapping into what, what was purchased for us and who we've become because it allowed us to become one with the spirit of the living God. You are one with the creator of the universe. Say, Father, help me believe that. What does it mean to be one with the spirit of the living God? What does it mean to be one with the creator of the universe? What does it mean to be a co-heir with Christ Jesus? What does it mean to be seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of God? What does it mean to be seated at the right hand of the power of God? What does it mean to become one with the spirit of the living God? What does it mean? And how does it apply to my life right now? What is the application of what has been purchased. What is the purchased reality of the cross? Where does the rubber meet the road? How does it apply to the nuts and bolts of every day? How does it apply to my life right now? Because I don't need pie in the sky. I need meat in the nasty now. I need medium rare. 
least 10 ounces. You serve me eight ounces, you insult me. I need meat in the nasty now. How many people know it's tough out there? How many people know that you need to be a hope in the midst of the dark? You need to be a light that is shining in the midst of the pain and the problems and in those valleys. You are, you are the great hope. You are the great hope. You are what this world needs. You are the medicine that he sent into this realm as an answer and a solution. You are the hope of the world. You are salt and you are light. I feel like preaching this morning. I, I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. You are, say Jesus said. He called you salt and light. Say I am tasty and brilliant. You have to have this savor that emanates from your being every time you walk out of an atmosphere or an environment. There has to be the, they have to be doing this. When you, when you walk out, when you leave your family, when you leave the school, when you leave your job, when you leave your community, they, people are just going, that tastes good. Because he called you sight. He called you salt. And he's given you sight. He's called you salt. The Bible says if, if a salt loses its savor, we have lost our savor. Just lost, not gone. We need to be tasty again. And people need to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Jess, Jess, where's Jess? Jess, there you are. Jess said, in the land of the living, and she pointed to herself. Did you get that prophetic sign this morning? Jess, Jess was prophesying this morning and said, you, we need to see the goodness of the Lord in the land, land of the living. When, I, when Tammy and I pray, almost every morning when we're together, we pray the Lord's prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. And, and oftentimes, I make reference to this fabulous frame. Oh, get over yourself. I make reference to my earthen vessel, my earth suit. The kingdom of God must come on the earth suit. The goodness of the Lord must be seen in the land of the living. You are made of earth and you are an earthen vessel. And the community, your job and your family need to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And it needs to emanate from you. And you need to be tasty and you need to be brilliant. Say, I am, I am. tasty and brilliant. Well, what about us being humble? Ah, you can be tasty and brilliant and still humble. Humility is not a posture in the physical. It's a posture in the spiritual. Don't let the, the splendor of my words fool you. I am in desperate need of him every day of my life. Don't let my... My boldness this morning distract you from the absolute fact that I am needy. I don't speak to you because I have it all together. I speak to you because he has it all together. And he's God all by himself and doesn't really need me, but he uses me out of his goodness and his mercies. I am here to charge you full of hope. Because Pastor Kevin, Sherry, Mark, Mark, or me, we don't have it all worked out. But we do follow one that does. Our faith is in nothing less than Jesus Christ Christ.
and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I thought that was a girl. But it's a frame. It's the, the sound. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only in Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other, don't be fooled this morning. All other ground, all other ground is sinking sand. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I do not try, it's talking to a friend in music. It's a, it's a musical reference and it's it's a sound there's a sound that is coming i i dare not trust even in the world can you hear me this morning in the, in the world there are sounds that are coming sounds that will make you think that it's going to be okay if you follow the ways of the world there's sounds that are coming from the world of of uh, assurance but the, all other ground is sinking sand So I stand upon the rock and and I'm standing. And I'm not saying everything is going to magically change when you leave this this building this morning. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it cannot happen. Can you hear me? But all I know is when we change the way we view, because our view has been skewed, by our failures, by what we've been going through, our view has been skewed. But I believe after this morning, you'll be able to say, I can see clearly now the rain has come. There's a rain in the spirit. A R-E-I-G-N in the spirit. The rule and reign of Christ Jesus. The rule and reign of Christ Jesus. The rule and reign, the, the reality and the revelation. Jonathan was prophetically singing into revelation this morning. We, 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 I got it. prophesying that the revelation would come. There's a revealing of God's power and authority in the finality of the cross, in the finality of the word of God. And if we can just stand. That was just for religious spirits right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Standing. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Standing. You can stand on the word of God. If you have a promise from God, just keep on standing. Shana, we just keep on standing. When you're sitting with your child till four in the morning and emerges, you just keep on standing. Say it's not over until I say it's over. Say my deliverance is in my mouth. Say, my victory is in my voice. My victory is in my voice. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only in Jesus. There's a sound coming from heaven. There's a frame coming from heaven. There's a word, there are words and sounds and utterances coming from heaven. Out of you. Say, out of me. Isaiah 48 says, you see all this, but you will not prophesy. You see all this, but you won't declare it. 
I'm not creating everything. I didn't create everything in the beginning. I'm creating some things right now in conjunction with my co-heir that is on the earth. My, my partnership, my partner is on the earth. And you, angels, you will obey what they decree and declare. And you will accomplish what they desire to see come forth into this realm. Say, I am an ambassador from the heart of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that this season that we're in is called the tipping point. That there are bowls from heaven. That the prayers were received. Every groan, every moan, every utterance, every scripture verse quoted that you spoke over your life, every time you've pled the blood of Jesus Christ over your children, every time you've asked Holy Spirit to come in and be Lord of your life, every time you've prayed, your prayers have gone into heaven. And over the last 20 years, since the 24-7 prayer groups have been going on, since the cry and the call, there's been a prayer movement that has moved the heart of the Father. There's been a prayer movement and prayers on mass added with faith to those words have gone into heaven and have filled the golden bowls and the golden vials and, and they are being presented as incense to the Father. There's a, a presented, those prayers are being presented to the Father even right now and they are, and he is sending his angels to accomplish those words in this season right now. You've believed and you did not see. Hmm. You've been believing, but you have not been seeing. Jesus shows up on the eighth day. Somebody say the eighth day. Eight is the number of new beginnings. God shows up on the eighth day. He shows up for one man and one man only. He shows up for Thomas. Eight days after his resurrection, he already showed up once and he, and he said, peace be to you. Jesus showed up and the first thing he says to his disciples, not I, I love you, peace be to you. How many know some people can't receive love if they're so much in turmoil, they get sidetracked, they can't hear anything. You got to shift the atmosphere. The great peace is going to go on. Great peace be upon you. When Jesus shows up, he shows up on, on the eighth day, and the very first thing he says again, peace to you. One of my spiritual fathers, uh, Dr. Tony Slay, I was talking to him for about an hour on Christmas Eve. And he believes that the biggest thing that it will be released this year is peace. But it's not, it's, it's like anything else. You, you just don't get peace. You have to lay hold of it. Every, every word that, that you share, every prophecy and, and even promises in the Bible, they have to be ascertained. They have to be laid hold of. The, the promises are yes and amen to them that believe. You can't have the promises unless you believe and add your faith and lay hold of the promises. There's peace that is coming. Peace that is available. He saw angels all around as far as you could see on the, on the west coast and as far as you could see on the, on, on the east coast and along, along the, the border of, uh, between Mexico and the United States. He saw all these angels and he saw them hovering. They were waiting. Angels are waiting for our declaration. Our angels are waiting for our prayers. Angels are waiting to, to bring, and he believes that these angels will have a message, and their one main message is peace be unto you. How many know that? People can't think clearly in the midst of chaos, in the midst of the problems and the pains. The enemy is trying to sweep you up and get you caught up 
in what you're going through. Hello? He's trying to get you caught up. He's trying to get you to miss the mark because you're fully focused on your problems. It's time to take our eyes off for what we're going through. Say impossibilities are nothing with God. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm. You will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. Moses just delivered the children of Israel out of the most powerful nation on the planet at that time. Two million Jews were delivered by one man. God needs one man. God needs one woman. Well, who am I in this organization? Who am I in this school? Who am I in this corporation? Who am I in this country? God needed one man. His name was Moses. One man with God is a majority. One man delivered two million people. One man who believed in the midst of insurmountable odds. I face impossibilities all the time. We face impossibilities, but my God is able. They do not dictate to us. We are the dictators. You are the principalities and powers of light within your spheres of influence. The devil is a liar. And he's using your circumstances and your situations and your problems and your pains and your hereditary curses and the familiar spirits that are sailing you. He's using all these things to amplify to your ears and illuminate to your mind and trying to get your gaze. Because if he can get your gaze, he can get the victory of your days. You just got to stop believing. You got to just, you got to take your focus off of what you're going through. You got to believe again that God is able. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, and God is able. God is able to make all his grace, which is his enabling power in his favor. God is able to make all his grace, his power and his favor abound. Somebody say me. God is able to make all his grace abound to me so that in all things at all times, having all that I need, I will abound. It's, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to stop just surviving. It's time to just stop surviving from paycheck to paycheck, from miracle to miracle, from healing to healing. It's time for us to begin to be a solution and an answer. It's time for us to arise and shine. It's time for us to take our place. It's time for us to dominate. When, when you speak bold like I do and you use the word dominate, all of, all of a sudden you just see this. Don't be fooled. Our dominion is righteousness, peace, and joy because we stand on the foundation of faith, hope, and love that does not disappear. When we talk about dominate, we're talking about releasing the kingdom of God into this realm where their, where their crime rate goes down, where families stay together, where bodies are healed and people are delivered and a nation is saved. Exodus 4.13 Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm on what? On the promises. If you prayed for your children and they're not yet saved, stand. Stand. 
just you stand on that promise. Father, you gave me a promise. If I, if I will stand upon the promise, you said, Lord God, I can have it. There's a dream that you've been believing for. Sometimes we doubt. Sometimes the enemy comes in like a flood and we don't know what to do. Sometimes we find ourselves being the baseball instead of the bat. Sometimes we, stay, we find ourselves being the bug instead of the windshield. Sometimes it's just those days. Some, sometimes it's overwhelming. But I want to tell you in this season, on the eighth day, the day of new beginnings, Jesus is showing up for you. Like he showed up for Thomas. And he's saying, peace, be still. And then he says, put your hands in my hands and put your, put your fingers in my hands and put your hand on my side and see that it's, it's not me. It's, it's me, Thomas. It's me. I, I've shown up for you. And God is showing up for you. And he's saying, peace. And he's showing and demonstrating. And then he says something very important. And, and I, from this, this is my beginning of my message. He said, blessed are they that believe and they don't see. And you've heard me say this here, but you need to hear it with fresh ears. So Jesus said to Thomas, blessed, and said to the other disciples that were in that room, as he came for Thomas on the eighth day. He said, blessed are they that believe when they don't see. That word blessed is makarios. It's an island in the Greek islands that there's everything is supplied for. There's nothing missing. Every season, all supply. So what he is saying is, blessed are they that believe and don't see. There has been a mounting. And this is where the, the, the prayers of the saints have been, been filling up the bowls and the incense is now coming up before God. There's a, there is an, an air, there is these, these, these things that have gone on to contain you and to keep you. But I want to tell you, in this season of your life, they are coming to an end and you're going to see a breakthrough anointing because blessed are they that believe when you don't see God has been adding his enabling power to those bulls. And ladies and gentlemen, we are at a tipping point. We're at a tipping point. This is your turnaround season. Oh, I know it's hard for you to believe it, but can you just reach down and believe this this morning? This is your turnaround season. Say this is my turnaround season. This is my tipping point. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. The deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will see never again. The Egyptians, they're standing there. God, through Moses, delivered them, and they're in the desert, and they can start complaining. They start saying, you know, at least we had lentils. You brought us out here. They're standing between a vast army that is impossible to defeat. And they're standing with their backs against the river, a rock in a hard place, and they begin to complain. Huh. Oh. Has anybody been there besides Barry Carlton Miracle? He's bigger because he has a plan. He's bigger because he knows you have a purpose. They're standing there complaining and saying, we, surely we're going to die. But one man, 
one man would bridge hope. One man stood. Say, I am that one man. He made a way. If you just keep standing, he'll make a way. If you just keep believing, he'll make a way. Well, it didn't work out last time. You're still here. Well, I didn't get that car. I didn't get that promotion. You're still here. Don't give up now. Don't give in now. Don't sit down now. Don't shut up now. We're closer then. You're closer, one step closer to your breakthrough than you were yesterday. Joseph went from the pit to the pad to the pen to the palace for the purpose of a prophetic people. Preservation of a prophetic people. It sure did not look like he was moving forward when he was thrown into a pit. But that was a step forward. It did not look like he was making a step forward when he was sold into slavery into another man's house. It surely did not look like he was moving forward. Come on, can you hear me this morning? It did not look like he was moving forward when he was accused of rape and thrown into a penitentiary for over two years. It did not look like he was making a way forward. But I want to tell you, God is taking every one of your intended curses and he shall in this season, if you can believe, will we'll make goodness out of your sorrow. Oh, hallelujah. See, I am at the tipping point. Shandaramaha. I got to figure out how to not get that to go to sleep on me. So let me get to my message. Is anybody afraid? I'm going to release this after I share it with Pastor Kevin. He hasn't had an opportunity to view this. So I'm, I'm, I won't release the complete word uh, probably till tomorrow. But here we stand at the precipice of what I believe will be the greatest moments that the kingdom of God has ever seen here on earth. Here we stand at the precipice. You were designed for these moments. I've never seen volatility that I've seen in the market in all my life. It's up and down, in and out. I, you, I don't know. How, people are making tons of money on speculation. I don't know what's going on. There's so much instability in the nation that is supposed to be leading the world right now. In the United States of America. Say, I have been designed for these moments. Can I say something to you that you might think I'm weird? Well, you already do, so I'll just say it anyway. I get a little giddy when I see a recession coming. I'll get a little spring in my step when I... When I see things in the world that aren't the way they should be. It's called job security. What am I saying? It's because you were born to shine bright in the midst of darkness. You were born to bring hope in the midst of despair. You were born to bring victory in the midst of a defeated people, you were born for these moments 
This world is about to crash and burn in certain ways, but you will arise and shine and be an answer to this world. You will be tasty and brilliant, but you got to, in the midst of it, when you're getting a call at night and one of your family members are being taken into the psychiatric center and all these different things are going on, you will stand in the midst of it and you will emanate peace and be that answer that God predetermined that you should be. You've come here on purpose for this season with a purpose and you shall be an answer that shall shine bright. We're at a tipping point, ladies and gentlemen, this morning. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by the noise and the accusation of the enemy. I'm not moved by these things. I am moved by the promises of God concerning me. And if I have not seen it yet, And if you have not seen it on me yet, get ready to be jealous, fight envy, because I'm not what I shall be. We did not see the best you yet. We have not seen the best you yet. You're about to be revealed. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days after he was filled with the Spirit. He was driven into the desert. He was led in the desert by the Holy Spirit. And after 40 days, he came out full of power. You know what your trial, your tribulation, your pain and your problem, the bear, the lion, the mountain, and the giant, the everything you've been facing, the debt, the, the poverty, the sickness, the disease, everything. is to produce power. Everything that you've been going through is producing power if you will let it. Jesus went in full of the Spirit into the circumstance, into the problem, and he came out, the Bible says, full of power. Everything that you went through through in the last season is empowering you for this season. Here we stand at the precipice. Oh, Lord. Sorry. Here we stand at the precipice of what I believe will be the greatest moments that the kingdom of God has ever seen here on the earth. That's a bold statement. I believe it though strong and right in the face of everything happening in this world, I still believe it to be true. Can I get a better amen? amen. We are in the fourth year of what I have labeled 2000, in 2016 as a seven years of abundance called the age of the kingdom. We are gaining traction and revelation of the kingdom And it is being revealed at this time. And we're laying hold of it. I also prophesied prophesied in 2016 that it is the year of exponential advancement. 2017 was titled the glory years of the kingdom. 2018 is the year of the way maker. And this year could actually be followed up with the title, the year of the haymaker. God's about to lay out the enemy. In in boxing, you got got your jab, you got your right cross, you got your uppercut, and then you got these crazy heavyweights just throw these haymakers. And if they ever connect, I believe that God is going to lay lay hands on the enemy in this season that he's going to lay a haymaker and Papa's going to knock you out. The father is about to unleash a haymaker against your enemies. Everything has been built up to this. And, and, and I mentioned this scripture in 2016 
but I didn't go into depth, and, and you've even heard me preach on but I need, to, I need to say this to you this morning. I believe one of the major scriptures for us in this season is Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 and 22 that states, I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. The Bible says, until, until the Ancient of Days came, and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. A judgment of favor is being made against the enemy because he's made a judgment of favor for you. The very favor for you is, a, is against the enemy. Ah, oh, you got to believe me this morning. Reach down, uh, get, get over the, the funny hairdo in the loud voice and, and begin to understand that God has something for you that is going to be, that's going to knock out your greatest enemy, the enemy, the Egyptians, the enemy, that sin that so easily besets you, that addiction, that secret sin that nobody knows about. And I got news for you, nobody needs to know about. Stop your Pentecostal reporting. It's still called gossip. I'll get us out of here at noon. I, I'm, I'm going to be 15 minutes over. A favor of judgment. A favor. A favor judgment. A judgment of favor. The very judgment of favor that was pronounced on your behalf was simultaneously announcing the demise of your enemy. The, the favor shield, according to the Psalms 512, that you receive from God is becoming a containment Buster against the confinements of the enemy. There will be no more delay. There will be no more holding back of the enemy. There's too much pressure coming from heaven upon your enemy in this season. There's too much. Ah, no. Come on. There's too much pressure. There's too many prayers. The bulls are tipping. The fragrance of God, the fragrance of your prayers are going before the Father right now. And he's sending resources. He's sending his angels. He's sending his power. He's releasing his anointing. And you are about to break free like you never have before. He's about to lay a haymaker and be that waymaker into your promises this year. Where to go, where to go. Ah. I believe that this, this year as we continue going deeper and deeper into the seven years of abundance. Don't be, you are making such advancements in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the cloud. The enemy doesn't know. You've been secretly making advancements underneath your pain, your problem, the family's dysfunction. Ah. You've been making advancements in the midst of it all. Charmaine, everything that we've been going through, what you don't understand is that you're going to pop up freer, further ahead than you would not have the opportunity to have the problems not come your way. Your problems are paving. Katrina, your problems are paving your way forward. You're about to be propelled just because of the opposition. Your opposition is nothing more than an opportunity if you add God and believe that this is your season. Your turnaround season. This is a tipping point. We're standing at the precipice of it all. And all we need now is a visual change. All we need now is a vision of hope. God just waiting for somebody to arise and say, no, today I believe the word of God. Today I stand on the word of God. Today I believe the word of God. Today I believe that I am an answer. Today I believe that I have a solution. Today I believe that I'm one with the spirit of the living God. Today I, I believe that I'm seated in the heavenly places far above all principalities. Today I believe that I am the principality and power of light within my sphere of life. Today I decide I shall believe the report of the Lord. Today, whose report are you going to believe? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been extended?
How many times have you seen the harm of the Lord extended to you in mercy and healings? And <sighs> I boldly tell you today, according to Isaiah 61, 6, that the, the glory, once that of your captors, has now become yours. The glory that once of your captors, this day, if you have the audacity to believe, is yours. Say, it's my time to dominate. John 17, he says, it's not my will to take you out of the world. It's, it's my desire to keep you in the world. He doesn't want to deliver you out of your circumstance. He wants to empower you to grow up bigger than your problem, than that sickness, than that. He doesn't want to deliver you out of it. He wants to deliver you in it and make you bigger than it so that you can, so that it's just not one person delivered, that you become the answer. Say, I am tasty and brilliant. We've been preaching it for years that the wealth of the wicked has been stored up for the righteous. You're going to see the transfer. Are you positioning yourself? Are you believing that the transfer is coming? It's a, Matt, it's not, Christian, it's not going to come because you're the best. It comes because you serve the best. Say, Father, help me dream again. The enemy's been a dream killer. But you shall be the killer of the dream killer. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Proverbs 13, 22. I only have five pages to go, so don't worry. I love you guys. I wish I could spend time with each and every one of you. It's just impossible. I know Pastor Kevin and Sherry would be the same. It's, but I know there is one that will never leave you nor forsake you. He's living on the inside of you. And you have become one with him. That's the game changer. We're at the tipping point. And here we stand at the precipice. I mean, I, I wish, I believe that things are going to get better and better. You know why? Because you're still here. If I can get you just to believe that hope no longer disappoints us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he's given to us. If I can get you to believe that we're at a tipping point, I not just to get you to believe it, but because it's true. We're at this precipice, and the world is waiting for us. Guess what? It, evil will only prevail if you just still keep sitting in your pew. Pew. Or pew. I believe God wants to do something in your life that will change the trajectory of your legacy. You stand with me this morning. Whew.
think I got through 10% of my work. It's okay. Jessica Fairchild was on, on, in, on fire in the prayer room this morning. And then she preached a tremendous message this morning of hope. You're going to show up in this season of your life right in the midst of everything you're going through and you're going you're gonna to say peace. Your presence is going to emanate peace. There's a weapon of mass destruction coming out of your life called the peace that passes all understanding. Very first thing that Jesus says was peace be to you. People need the peace that you carry. You need that peace. And my altar call this morning is, we're going to forgive ourselves for being dumb. All right? Say, Father, forgive me for being dumb and wasteful. I'm really sorry. I missed the mark. I was dumb. I'm not dumb. I was dumb. I receive forgiveness for my dumb ways in the past seasons. Father, I receive the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, counsel, understanding, might, and the fear of the Lord. I receive it now. And I thank you for forgiving me. I start this new season with you showing up on this new beginning, wiping the slate clean. You said, that you are faithful and just and will forgive me of all unrighteousness. All I have to do is, is repent and ask for forgiveness. And that's what I'm doing this morning. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my life. Father God, I need that cleansing today. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me whole again. Send your angels, Father, to minister to, through, and for me. Now, in Jesus' name, amen. If you believe that, can you give God a praise? Hallelujah. So I bless you guys. I bless you guys. If you believe that prayer, guess what? It's a new day. I bless you guys, and I just ask Father to, to just shine on you, that he would, you would be fixated on him, and he would be your distraction in this next season. Bless you guys, and see you soon.